0: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Liam Merrill, still at home. We're still at home. Mm. But I'm joined by Steve Peters and Craig Morgan on this fine Monday. How are y'all doing today? How was your weekend?
2: It's pretty uneventful. I mean, I watched, I watched House of Dragon. Does yes, that
0: count? Jesus. I did too. I, I did too. I know
2: I know I didn't watch
1: Bridgerton. <laughs> there go. Yeah,
0: yeah it the PD finale last night. Finished I don't, the don't, don't knock until you tried it.
1: That's all I gotta say. Don't knock. Yeah,
0: Bridgerton and House oh, of the I'm Dragon trying. is like the biggest disparity of TV shows. Ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my weekend. Oh, again. Boy. oh,
0: oh boy. man. And here well, we are
1: again in, in the new studio is being Un, built,
0: be, under being if, at this point, it feels rebuild. like we're literally building the building that the studio is in. That's how it, it's
1: a rebuild. It,
0: it, yeah, it's yes, rebuild reminder.
1: Re, rebuilds <laughs> take a long time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. 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 We really well
0: aware. Um, Well, I just want to tell everybody a little bit about my weekend before we dive into hockey, um, because on Saturday, I was at Maya Day Club for the OGs Variety Show with Shane Sean and Derek which was a blast. Thank you to my day club and OGs for having us. But I need to talk about what happened after, which is the mystery of Derek losing his keys. And let me set the stage. <laughs> it's a day club, so it is crazy packed. I've never seen more bachelor parties in one bachelor and bachelorette parties in one place in my life. The lights are on, the countdown's running, Derek's keys are on the table, and I point them out. And Shane moves them out of the way so they're not on camera. And that was the last time we saw Derek's keys. And he still doesn't have his keys. Like one of the greatest mysteries of our time. I Where are Derek's there, keys?
1: Because I, I I did watch portions of the day spa show. And, and I know. Day Johnny spa?
0: Venerable.
1: <laughs> Don, Johnny Venerable calls it. I don't the think day it's
0: spa. very relaxing. No,
1: not very relaxing at the day spa. But so you guys, it, it was on like you filmed this could you not see the keys like it's not like murder she wrote couldn't you see the keys on the table on the show because it's no
0: like- because we moved them before the show started oh. but they oh. were there that's what's so crazy so,
1: can you and and well let's talk about Derek and you can play this back to him later because I'm sure he's up listening he wears matching basically 10 year old pajamas right like little kids pajamas right like you have matching shorts with a matching button-up shirt who does that besides a little eight-year-old kid going to the fourth of july parade so, so are the pockets not deep enough
0: oh like, boy. do they not have pockets Derek's is it time to get at 11 a.m on a monday
1: is it time Man. for the little you know what do you call the pouch that you buckle to the front what do you call that The, the fanny pack? Yeah, the fanny pack is it time oh. for a fanny pack
0: i wear a fanny pack every
1: day (laughs) you
2: can wear a fanny pack
1: i don't i don't but i'm just saying he and and according to twitter this was not the first time he has lost his keys is that fair he said he's lost it more than once
0: i don't know about that it's just not the first time he's been like on his own at my day (laughs) right
2: i mean i I lose my keys every other day in the house but
1: so the mayor needs to the mayor needs to get a fanny pack we maybe we'll get a phnx fanny pack because if it's happened more than once, and you're using losing your wallet, phone, or keys, it's time to break down. Either the cross the the cross shoulder one, or the fanny pack, it's that time to Petey
2: break down. Qu- yeah, but this raises a question: Is a fanny pack
1: in fact a purse? I, call it what you will, Craig. If it if just it defeats him, a just, purpose you know, and he can get home, John is
0: shaking his head. No.
1: And if he can get home safely with his keys, satchel is a satchel a purse. Okay. All right. Again. If it works, go for it. So I think it's time for the mayor to, to invest in some way to gather his belongings so he can make it home safely.
2: I feel like Sean DePos needs to defend the idea that a fanny pack and a satchel are not, in fact, just a
1: purse. <laughs>
0: we'll so, see and,
1: if he— I will say this, though. As I get older, and we know we talk about my age all the time, at least I do, um, w- w- what's wrong with it? Like, Nothing, really. Our, our pockets can only hold hold, hold so much shit. Like I've got a phone, I've got my AirPods, I've got keys, I've got a phone. Like at some point, you're like weighed down in your pants and you got to get a tighter belt because.
0: But that so he didn't. Here he is. Here
2: he is. Here he is. Okay, all right. Is a backpack a purse? Is a backpack oh, a purse? It. It's a no. fair question. I, I like where you're going here, uh, and, and you're going to be surprised by you know what I say in the end. But let's hear your defense first of all about a sack. I just or, well, first, first off. Huge fanny pack guy. When I travel, it's super convenient. Instead of having all my stuff in my pockets, I just throw my passport, my phone, my charger, right in the. I put the, the fanny pack crossbody. But I mean, if a fanny pack is a purse, like where do we draw the line? I think they are all. I think a purse is a purse, a fanny pack is a fanny pack, a backpack is a backpack.
1: It's they're it's all just their own thing. I, but know? I'm taking. I'm learning but. here, Craig S. Morgan, and I. I, I I, I'd like to think that I would help mentor Sean pause through life with some various tips and tidbits. That one I might carry on to my next plane ride. I, I've it, I've always put it in the top pocket of my backpack. I may go fanny pack cross body with all of my stuff because getting through security, you're emptying all your pockets anyway. Exactly. Now you just have to take off the fanny pack. You just now, take you the fanny pack something. off. Okay, and then you don't have to way. like
2: go awkwardly digging through your pockets, like <laughs> you you know, between it. your leg and the armrest, when you need something out of your pocket on a plane. You just it's unzip right it. Right.
1: Uh, it's actually brilliant. 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 The, I mean,
2: the real issue here is that we need to get rid of all the gender association, you know, yes. everything that's associated with all these things so that it doesn't matter what's most convenient, what makes the most sense. And, and, and in that case, if we can get to that point where we can strip away, you know, all, those, all that, that BS that's associated with <laughs> satchels or purses, then maybe men can also do what I proposed on a previous show. We can wear skirts because it's all about the, the yes. it's all about the circulation and it just makes more sense, especially we'll one here day. in Arizona. Maybe not many. Well, thanks skirts. for
1: coming out today on Monday. Yeah. That'll do it for today's show. Can
0: yeah. <laughs> you tell it's the, Jeez. it's the off season. Good
1: Lord. Is there a game we can talk uh, about? about? mini miniskirt.
0: Okay. Yeah. Goodbye, Sean. <laughs> oh, oh my boy. gosh. All right. Well. All right. Something else that did happen on Saturday, besides Derek losing his keys, was the finale of the World Junior Championship, with Team Canada winning gold over Team Finland, and uh, Sweden beating Czechia for bronze. But Canada didn't just win gold. Oh. <laughs> they did so in one of the most dramatic endings to a game, I think, any of, just any hockey game that any of us have ever seen, and it started with... Anaheim Ducks prospect Mason McTavish making a save. Who he is not a goalie, by the way. Oh, team captain too. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> unreal.
2: That. It doesn't capture it all because he batted the puck out of midair. It was absolutely going in the goal, and you can see the Finnish player behind him starting to celebrate. Where the
0: goalie is?
2: Exactly. <laughs> this was unreal. And and by the way, Mason McTavish was partially responsible for the odd man rush for him to come back, knock the puck out of midair, and then, like, take three swipes to make sure it does not cross the goal line. That was a
1: ridiculous play. It but was a ridiculous he, what, play. Why is he there? Like, you watch the play Mason Who, McTavish's HK, buddy. path. Do you see his path to get there? He goes it's behind good. the net. Well, what are you doing behind the net in a three-on-three overtime? No. Like if I'm a coach, I'm going no because you got to get out and defend the front of the it's net. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like what are you doing? You're in the wrong way. Right, right, You're right. going the wrong way. So it, <laughs> I'm watching him go behind the net. Go no, no. You got to defend the front of the net. And he, and that's how close. We talk about a game of inches. My it, game's over period and Canada gets the silver and this thing, this puck is in midair on the goal line. It is, there is no doubt this is going in the net game over Canada gets second disappointed at home. Finland, unbelievable surprise comes out of nowhere to win the goal. It's over. It's over. If not for a player being in the wrong position at the right time to knock that puck out of there. Absolutely. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen in hockey because it was just, it's over. It's over. And this history is written. Canada's lost. And this will go down as Canada should have won this tournament. Just like the Americans got knocked out early. Now Canada gets knocked out. And what an upset tournament we have, if not for him batting that puck out of the air. And who scored the game winning goal? Like, do we know? Kent, Kent, Kent Johnson. Johnson.
0: Yeah.
1: Who? Exactly. We're, we're not talking about him. We're talking about yeah. McTavish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MVP of the tournament, all of that, all the accolades. It's it's an absolute. If you haven't seen the moment, first of all, I don't know what you've been watching over the weekend because it's everywhere on Twitter and NHL Network and anything hockey related. But it is absolutely amazing, and you should see it from all the different angles that they have it because I've never seen anything like it. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Yep. So I'm curious because that was one of those like show stopping moments that everybody's talking about. And if Twitter has existed for all these years there'd be other moments people would have talked about online at least obviously they were talked about at the time however you all communicated back in the day i'm just kidding i was around before ah, social media there it is.
2: There it is. There <laughs> is uh, slander. i
1: was waiting for it uh, i sent a telegraph did he did he did he
0: you paid you did a pager yeah. to yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Sent a pigeon. Yeah, exactly. um, anyway, so that it, it got us thinking. What are, where does that, first of all, what are the best moments ever in the World Juniors? And second of all, where does this Mason McTavish probable save, game saving save, rank among the best World Junior moments of all time?
2: Well, why don't we start with Leah Merrill's favorite moments? Because <laughs> all of them involve Canada and all of them are in like in the last 15 years. Yeah.
0: Fifteen, like the last five. Fifteen. You, you wear know shirts that say Southwest bias. Like we should make ones that say like post two thousand and five. Seriously, Canada uh-huh. bias. It should say.
2: it should say like the real modern era two thousand <laughs> and beyond.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, only Leah's perspective center of the universe. Uh, um, wow. Yes, um, I'm only bringing Canada examples. Like, and this was the best ever example I could think of last week that John Rosen brought up, but that the world juniors to Canada is like March madness to the United States. So when you're living in Canada and I know I haven't lived in Canada for a while, but I always spend my winters, like my winter breaks and Christmas and in, in Canada always. So I'm always there for the world juniors. And it's, it's a th- like, it is an event there. So as a dual citizen, as a Canadian in Canada during this time, I cheer for Canada. I love Canada. I think this year, because I was in the U.S., in the summer, I was kind of pulling for the U.S. But my first one that I'm bringing to the table in 2009, when Jordan Eberle tied the game against Russia with 5.4 seconds left in the semifinal. And they ended up winning the game to go to the gold medal game. Um, and I know it ended in a shootout, which is going to be Craig's counter argument to this. Oh, but-
2: cut me off at of the knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's argumentation one-on-one bring up what their argument back is going to be before they can um and that was the the infamous call you know can you believe it can you believe it that's just one that canadians will never forget jordan has had some amazing moments in the world yeah
2: Champions. that same year if you remember john Tavares had a hat trick to help canada rally from a 3-0 deficit and beat the u.s 7-4 so that was that was a that was a memorable world junior championship for canada without a doubt because there were Multiple moments on that run to the gold.
0: Yep. Um, continuing on 2005, when that's the team with Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron, Bergeron, Dion Phaneuf. Like that was one of the most loaded, stacked team Canada's ever, and they ended a drought. They hadn't won a gold medal since 1997. So them winning that year in 2005 and and 2005. I was nine years old Um, eight at the time because I hadn't quite turned nine yet, but that was for me, like the beginning of when I really got invested in hockey. Like you can be a hockey fan as a little kid, but like my true investment in the game, I feel like started around then. And that was kind of like when my dad and I bonded over hockey too, like that Sydney Crosby kids. Pretty good. That's how I ended up on the Pittsburgh Penguins fandom track, by the way. Um, and they outscored their opponents 36 and six in the first five games of that tournament. So, just a the, the, dominant team, in Canada. The
1: interesting thing about that team, Leah, is this was after the lockout. So, a lot of these players had been drafted. This roster had 14 first round picks. You have 14 first round picks on the same team, you're going to be kind of good. And you're talking, like, I, I know the names you brought up, but Bergeron gets off. Jeff Carter, Sidney Crosby, Andrew Ladd, former Coyote, was on the team. Corey <laughs> Perry, like, Dion, Mike know. Richards. Like, this team, like Brent Seabrook was on the team. Cam Barker was on that team. This team was absolutely loaded. It's one of the best World Juniors teams of all time. Yeah, And their dominance of that tournament was one of the most dominant performances in the history of the tournament. How they just rolled through that tournament.
0: Yeah, Mia was and watching
2: I, it with her uh Sidney Crosby onesie pajamas on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, like, but it, all, and, please, never mind. And one more, one more thing I want to say about that team. Like I said, how that's began my investment in hockey, and then all the players that Petey just mentioned were the players that I felt like I grew up watching. So they're all like the players that got me invested in the game. So a little personal tie in there, and then my other mention, and this is more of an oh i guess it's 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 on the table um and this happened very recently and it's coyotes related which is why i wanted to bring it up but it was when baron hayton in 2019 was the captain of canada for the world juniors and he was out with injury questionable whether or not he was going to play in the gold medal game comes in the game scores the tying goal against russia and invigorates the team, and then Canada ends up scoring on a goal by Akil Thomas to win the gold against Russia in 2019, all because of Barrett Hayden's heroics. And I remember, as a Coyotes fan at the time, thinking, I'm really excited that this guy is on in the Coyotes' prospects. Goal.
2: I pretty much wrote pretty much wrote an entire story on that moment for Barrett Hayden when it happened. It was incredible, because that was a major shoulder separation. Petey, you remember... After that, he missed a month. He couldn't play for a month. The Coyotes wanted him in the lineup, but he he just couldn't do it. So that's how much he was dealing with. Obviously, he had the pain numbed a bit, but that was a hell of a shot, too. It wasn't a fluke goal. I mean, that that was a hell of a shot for him to tie the game. So that was a great moment for Barrett Hayden. Those are are
0: the ones that I brought to the table so I will now pass it over to whoever wants to go next and I see the next one on the list is from 1987 which is (laughs) way before I was born so I'll let you take it away
2: this the reason I remember this one is well it's pretty obvious once I say what happened because I, I wasn't really someone who watched World Juniors way back then but I watched this one with some buddies and this was of course the game where Theo Fleury got slashed and it led to a bench clearing brawl that included the goalies between Canada and Russia. If you watch the officials, there's actually footage. If you look for this on YouTube, there are no real international rules for this, for what to do. There's at one point they pan there, the camera captures an official just watching basically from the boards and he shrugs his shoulders. Like, I don't know what, what, what to, do. to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was nuts. And of course, if you're going to pick a guy who's going to be at the center of all of this, Theo Fleury would be high on your list.
1: Yeah, but and here's this, this goes back to, and Leah can attest to this because I do this when we watched uh, Coyotes games live at the studio and we do a post-game show. I, I'm not a huge fighting guy. Like there's a place for fighting and it's defending your teammates. That's what fighting is for in the national, sticking up, setting their own rules when the referees don't enforce those rules. This to me, this was beyond that. And it it won't rank in any of my moments. I know it's, it's a, they ended up turning the lights out in the building trying to get it to to stop it, it's actually the biggest black mark on the world Junior hockey tournament for me because it didn't end and both teams were ultimately eliminated from gold medal contention because of this fight yeah it's ugly it's ugly to watch and it's, it's too bad that it had to happen and I think it's you talk about the emotions of a tournament like this and I think that that's why this elevated to that kind of a level. And this is still you're talking about the 80s Russia, too. This isn't like this is this is a long time ago, man. I mean, this is still when Russia was Russia. And and um, I, I think that had something to do with it, too.
2: No doubt. No doubt. I have some others on here, PD. I know you have an old timer one, so maybe you want to jump in and bring that one up, because this also involves.
1: Well, yeah, this the coyotes one me... and the
2: Tucson Roadrunners.
1: And this is how I actually learned. This is how I knew of this player prior to me actually learning, you know, meeting him as a coyote player and ultimately as a coyote coach and a roadrunner coach was John Slaney. And John Slaney in 1991, World Junior. Championship. He was a left-handed defenseman, and he's at the he's at the blue line in a tie game in the 1991 gold medal game under five minutes to play, and he's on the wall, and the puck gets rimmed around, and it should have been an easy clear for the Russians. The guy's on the wall with a stick on the wall. He just bobbled the puck over his stick, right on John Slaney's tape. He walks into it, takes a couple of strides and just pounds it by the the Russian goaltender to win the gold medal. They called it the golden goal in Canada for a long time. So John Slaney wins the 1991 World Junior Championship for Canada with the golden goal. And that's how I knew the kid for a long time was was his winning the World Junior Championship. And it's something he's still asked about to this day, describing the goal and a real proud moment in his hockey career.
2: So... When I think of best moments, and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but when I think about the best moments in World Junior Championship history, they have to include a few ingredients. To have a golden goal in a game, I mean, an overtime goal decided, that's a pretty big piece of the pie for me in, in terms of describing best possible games. It has to be a good game. I mean, it could be just a a snore, snore fest of a, an overtime game, but the games that we have on this list are not but then you're also talking about setting, crowd, all that stuff factors in when I think about the best games in World Junior Championship history. And and sadly, it hurts this year's a little bit because that was an incredibly dramatic finish to the World Junior Championship. But there were like 5,000 empty seats for the gold medal game. It was just crazy to me. You can't have empty seats for the gold medal game. It that was, was
0: just, a better crowd than we'd seen. It was seen better.
2: Though. It was better. It was just it should have been sold out, man. Canada going for gold. Anyway, rant over. Do you want me to keep going here? Yeah, yeah keep course. going. Okay. So I have a few. This one this one stands out for me. 2004 when the U.S. beat Canada 4-3 in the gold medal game by scoring three third-period goals, including the key one, a gaff by goaltender Mark andre Fleury, who came out to clear a puck, but his clearing attempt hit Canadian defenseman Braden Coburn and bounced into the net. Um, Patrick Patrick O'Sullivan scored his second of the night, which was the winner at 14:48 of the third period. But that goal was key, and there's that you can find that on YouTube with Mark Andre Fleury coming out and
1: basically well, that changes the goal. game. Like that yeah. changes the game. The Mark Andre Fleury gaff and flub, whatever you want to call it. And honestly, I remember at the time going, "Oh my God!" Because he was highly like this is the guy, I mean, the number one draft pick. Like Mark Andre Fleury's the guy what's this going to do to him going forward? Like that was a devastating, devastating moment. You go, oh my God, did he just ruin his career? Like, is, is he going to be able <laughs> to bounce back from this? Yeah. Sincerely, like this was a this was a big moment because you make a mistake like that in Canada. An American goalie would have done that. It would have been hard for that weekend and then you move on and everybody's watching baseball and no one cares. But in Canada, this is a big deal. And, and he was... It was on every, every highlight on TV for weeks and months. And it was, it's a mistake. It's a, it's a mistake. It hit his own defenseman and ends up going in the net. And, and clearly it, it kind of shows the mental fortitude of a player like Mark andre Flair because not only does he overcome that moment, he goes on to win Stanley cups and becomes the great goaltender that we know of him today, gold medals in the Olympics and, and so many things to his great career, but that moment could have defined him, and it could have could have been the career-ending moment for him that he just couldn't battle back from. So not only is it an important moment in, in a World Junior Championship that the Americans come back and win, but it could have been a horrific moment for a goaltender that will go down potentially a Hall of Famer and, and have these great things in his career all started at that moment.
2: Leah may not have been a Penguins fan, you know. Um, no, I wasn't I
0: was yet I wasn't yet a Penguins fan. No, also, here. I just want to acknowledge that I come forward with great Canada moments. And Craig was like, here's a moment that Canada messed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is an attack on Canada. It,
2: it is memorable. And, and, and again, I sort of gave you my criteria. And I, and listen, this this year's championship was a fantastic game. Probably is in my top five because of the way it finished. But I have some others. Like 2010, the gold medal game, US versus Canada. Jordan Eberle, who was on our list for other reasons, scores twice in the third period to force OT after Canada trailed five three, but John Carlson wins it at OT for the U.S. in Saskatchewan on a golden goal. You, you gotta love the golden goal. Yeah. it's the U.S. Canada. It's it was a great setting. And then I have a few more that I'll just roll through quickly. 2012, and you can find this as well. Go find the Swedish call of Mika Zibanejad's golden goal. When, they, when Sweden beat Russia 1-0 at OT to give Sweden its first World Junior Championship gold in 31 years. That was in 2012. That was a really cool moment. 2014, Rasmus Ristolainen scores in overtime to give fan, Finland a dramatic 3-2 victory against heavily favored Sweden in the gold medal game in Sweden. That was an amazing tournament to watch as well. And then 2016, this this may be my favorite one, actually. Ivan Provov ties the game for Russia against Finland Again, this is—I think—I think this was in Helsinki as well in 2016. Ties it with seven seconds left. This could have been a crushing game-tying goal for Finland. Instead, Kasperi Kapanen basically skates through the entire team, scores on a wraparound to give Finland a 4-3 win over Russia. Yeah, it was in Helsinki. And if you watch the crowd reaction and his reaction after this, it's unbelievable. Those are some of my top moments.
1: Well, I, I, it's funny because you had on this list. These are two moments that you you don't necessarily appreciate because of what they came down to. They come down to a shootout and Craig is not a big fan of a shootout deciding a gold medal game in a championship event. And I'm going to disagree because these two moments a decade apart are absolutely electric. And you talk about the moment in 2007, what becomes the Jonathan Taves gold medal winning performance and the shootout. If 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 you haven't, you know, and you're, you're Leah Merrill's age, and you don't know this, the 2007 World Junior Championship between the United States and Canada is decided on a shootout, and it's it ends up after so many shooters, you can keep shooting. So it became the battle of two players for Canada. It was Jonathan Taves, and for the United States of America, it was Patrick. No, it wasn't Patrick Kane, who was also a member of that team. It was Peter Mueller former right. coyote to take all of those shots not patrick kane on the same team and would have been blackhawk versus blackhawk it's taves versus mueller and it was absolute drama shot goal shot save shot goal the goaltenders in this are, are very you might from recognize these names canadian goaltender Carey price and american goaler jeff Frazy who Jeff yeah. Frazy. So you got Taves and Carey Price against Peter Mueller and Jeff Frazy. What? Who? Unbelievable moment. If you haven't seen it, the whole thing is on YouTube, and you can watch the exciting end of this whole. It, it is just unbelievable tension. And then you jump ahead a decade to 2017. Ten years later, that tournament, again, it's U.S. versus Canada. And again, you've got a lot of Coyote ties. This is Clayton Keller versus Dylan Strom. This is the big matchup, and I've told this story before. I was at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Anaheim, hammered. But with all of the Coyotes brass there, John Chica was there, Dave Tippett was there, and I'm rooting for the Americans, and I was clearly outnumbered. (laughs) And this comes down to the shootout again. Uh, uh, This time it wasn't Clayton Keller. This was Troy Terry, and we talked about Anaheim and their high, high, high high-end skill. Troy Terry wins the semifinals in a shootout. And he wins the gold medal on a shootout. And those two moments, a decade apart, both shootouts, both USA versus Canada, are two of my all-time moments in the World
2: Junior Championship. I will give it to you. That is good as that is as good as the shootout gets. If you're going to have drama, let if you're going to have a shootout, let it go to that sort of drama.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so I, I'll leave this World Junior path and and all of these things that we talked about. The greatest moments. I still say this: this tournament at Christmas time is the best hockey tournament in the world. I will put this against the best on best Olympics because these kids are playing that you don't know who's who. You don't know who the stars are yet. You think you do, but you might not. This is a different stage for these kids to be on for the some of them for the first time. It is an absolutely amazing hockey tournament. I love the World Juniors. At Christmas time, can't wait for Boxing Day and the New Year's Eve games and the heads-up heads, heads up matchups between Canada and the U.S. And when the Russians are involved, it adds a different element. This tournament, to me, is absolutely fantastic hockey. I'm looking forward to four months down the road when we get to do this all over <laughs> well, again. And I can't wait to see what the Americans do with their roster after their disappointing finish in this tournament. And and we'll see. It, it, you know, it used to be one or two teams that could win this. Now there's more: Sweden and Finland. And I tell you what, Slovakia and Czechia. There, there's some good hockey teams. I can't wait for December and we get to do this all over again.
2: So World Junior Camp start next week, right? <laughs>
0: oh my, oh my gosh, it's crazy, um, right? If, if there's any moments that you feel like we missed, or that if you have a favorite moment let us know in the chat right now, um, in the YouTube chat. If you're watching us on Twitter, by the way, head over to YouTube. So you can chime in in the chat. And if you're listening to this later, tweet at us, uh, under at PHNX underscore coyotes, your favorite world junior moments of all time. I can't believe it's only four months away until the next one. That just is so bizarre to me. Um, check DraftKings. no futures odds yet on, uh, the December world juniors, but there's plenty of hockey you can bet on already. Um, the Champions Hockey League, Austria, Czech, Denmark, Finland, Germany, IIHF World Championship, NHL Futures, Swedish League, Swiss Leagues, all of those you can find on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And that's just the hockey category, not even counting all of the other things you can bet on. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app, college football is literally just around the corner. So, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you haven't already, because this week, if you use the promo code PHNX and bet just $5 on college football, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And one last note on the World Juniors is I've seen already some people putting out potential rosters for Canada and the U.S. in December and just like we talked about how Dylan Gunther didn't get to play because of injury this year, but Dylan Gunther could be on that Canadian roster in December and he was there. Fantilli was there. People can get their first look at him potentially or on a world stage, Um, Bedard again. So that, that, that Canadian team could be really exciting in December and maybe we'll see, you know, Logan Cooley again, and maybe some other Coyotes prospects get in their country's colors in December. So Exciting times. Any other thoughts on the world juniors before we move on? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like the, the, the sudden silence on an audio podcast is just absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, at least say no. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. No, but I can't wait. Logan Cooley. I you know, I read through Twitter comments on oh, he was a he was a dog, he was a boss. No, I wasn't. He was a really good player for the Americans. I think the Americans under underachieved in this tournament. And I think they have something to prove in December. So I look for, I still expect Logan Cooley to be a part of this tournament. They've got a large contingent from the university of Minnesota that should all make this team again in December. And I think they have something to prove. So I, I, I always want to see the, the U.S.-Canada matchup. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see that at all in this tournament, either in, in preliminary rounds or in the medal rounds, which is really disappointing. I hope we see that matchup at some point. They're in different pools to start this tournament as well. So let's just hope their paths cross, because it's hard to argue who's the best when they don't get to play against each other. I know Canada won the gold medal. I got it. So they win this one. But let's wait till the heads-up matchup, and hopefully we get to see that in, in, the, in the winter.
2: Yeah, I feel like you should almost guarantee that you should have Canada play the U.S., Finland play Sweden, and probably the Czech Republic play Slovakia Slovakia. at some point in the World Junior Championship. It's got to happen. Everybody wants to see it. It's electric. It's absolutely
0: electric. Yep. Well, speaking of prospects, the NHL draft, has its location has been announced, and the the NHL announced that the NHL draft and the NHL awards will be in Nashville in 2023. Nashville last hosted the draft in 2003. It's the first time both the draft and the awards are in the same city since Vancouver in 2006. And the draft will be June 28th and June 29th. So a little bit earlier than it was this year back to its regular late June dates. And I looked up the average weather in Nashville on June 28th. The average high is 88.1 degrees. Last year was 91, and that's not even accounting for the humidity factor. So what is that? I'm
1: about? so glad. What? I will say this. What As are the our staff, this? Leah, I'm so glad we, we decided on the every other year format for our draft show that you guys would stay at Four Peaks next year <laughs> and I would travel to Nashville. I'm so glad we determined that. Before you guys went to Montreal and crossed the border for your horrific travel day, that we decided next year Petey would go to the draft and you two would stay at Four Peaks. So, thank goodness we decided that before this site was. Announced. <laughs> I don't
0: think so, <laughs> you No? <know>? At least <laughs> Nashville is know? easier to travel to than Montreal.
2: Yes. And, and pretty compact, too. Pretty easy to get around. Um, just a few thoughts on Nashville. <laughs> easy other to than get the around. Speak that,
1: for yourself. 2 a.m. Uh, yeah. Well, well,
2: there's that. Yeah. Like via, via Uber or Lyft at that hour. Yeah. The only safe way to get around at that hour. But Nashville is a great host site. Obviously, we PD and I both love this. Have you been, Leah, to Nashville? I have
0: not been to Nashville.
2: Oh, well, you will be. You'll be there next year, and you'll love this site. <laughs> 20 years later, you know what's different about the draft in 2003 versus the draft in 2023? Well, the Coyotes will actually have some picks in the first three rounds of this draft. Yeah. They had none yes. in the first three rounds of what is – often considered the best draft of this millennium. So that's a big shift, right? (laughs) They have six picks picks in the first three rounds so far of this round. So that's a big deal. And then uh, I may have already reached out to a certain somebody who owns a, you know, a wine bar in Nashville that I wrote a story about to see if PHNX might, in fact, be able to host a live show at love and exile and i got a definitive yes from tyler alkins and you, you know and carter hutton's part owner of that place as well so i expect phnx will do you know at least one live show from love and exile
1: i I've, i want to know the, the
0: planning ahead of far
1: the drafting's <laughs> yeah, exactly. over under that we actually make it to the draft that's what i want to know
0: right <laughs> what? what what are domestic now
1: we don't have to deal with air canada so we should no, be no, i don't mean that i mean we'll be at love and exile like we'll, I'm, oh, love oh it. I like that like time
0: that last year when craig went to love and exile and missed the first period of the Coyote
1: yes Day. just like that
2: <laughs> What? what are you talking about? I
1: don't know. He was busy that. writing, was, writing in air I was quotes. three
2: bottles in at that point.
1: Yeah, busy writing. Research Charles, for my article.
0: Charles said, can't wait for the travel nightmare that includes a podcast from a hotel in New Orleans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, right. exactly. I tell you this, though, and all kidding aside, there's so many things that this city offers for something like that. One, it's a small, big town. So everybody's going to, you're going to know hockey taking this town over. And and the, the where the Bridgestone Arena is located in proximity to the hotels, the restaurants the bars the nightlife the country music hall of fame all of those things are all centrally located this is going to be a, a fantastic event um and, and the league i tell you what they know how to put on a good show for the draft and the awards show so i, I think this is going to be this is going to be a fantastic draft now and all kidding aside, I, I know PHNX will have a huge presence. We we have not booked our flights yet, so we'll have to draw straws on who does what. Um, but it is going to be if you want to find out about the Coyotes draft stuff, you got to listen to PHNX because we're going to be covering the draft like no other outlet in Arizona. Maybe we should go by
2: rail, like Amtrak or something, to Nashville, uh,
1: buddy. I'll start riding my bike if, if like tomorrow, <laughs> if you can say I can go. Like, yeah. let's go. Uh, Save me the corner booth at Tootsie's. If okay, you
2: know, so I was, you know. I was gonna ask, what are your favorite places? Tootsie's is clearly a
1: place. If you know, you know, you know. <laughs> the corner booth at Tootsie's. By the way, if you haven't been to Tootsie's, and we're getting way off the frigging rails here, but when you walk into Tootsie's, the the, the Orchid Lounge, <laughs> the second it's the third bar in from the corner from Bridgestone. Not that I've ever, well, yeah, I've been there, <laughs> but when you walk in the door, immediate hard hard left, there is a booth. It is the only booth in the entire place. And it is the closest location to the stage and you can actually reach out and touch the bar. So the stage is there, the bar is there, the door is there, like absolutely fantastic. And when we used to start going there back a long time ago, you would just walk in if it was open, it was open. So you'd go immediately after practice because when the skate was over, you wanted to make sure you could get the booth. So we'd be at the booth starting about two o'clock in the afternoon because you want to make sure you have the booth. Unfortunately, as time went by, they understood the value of that booth and they started to charge for the booth and it, <laughs> the, the price, now it is roped off and it is an exorbitant price just to sit in the booth. And then you have to get your drinks on top of that. So so times have changed, but definitely if you can sit in the corner booth at, at Tootsie's orchid lounge on Broadway in Nashville, it's a must must in your stop of NHL stops.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of places on that strip that around the energy. You know, some some of them are a little more corporate. There's but there's you know, there's Legends Corner, there's there's a bunch of places on that strip. There's there's so much good food, so much good entertainment. And I will say this, I am not necessarily a country music fan, but you walk into some In of the these. In the right bars, setting,
0: it's fine. At, well, i there are just way. so
2: many amazing musicians that play on the strip yeah. it, it's it's worth your time.
1: It is. And and I know it's very touristy and people that are from that area don't actually go to the strip. It's like going to Vegas and not, you know, the the locals don't go to the strip. It's the same thing in Nashville, but the the music is absolutely unreal. And, And if you don't appreciate country music, I think you do when you're in Nashville. It is, it's, it starts first thing in the morning and it goes to Goes all day, all night. There's live music everywhere, and and I cannot wait for for it. you know. Hopefully, Leah gets to have this the opportunity to go there because it's a it's it's a place that everybody should check off their NHL bucket list for sure.
0: I like the juxtaposition of last year, like the draft in Montreal, the hockey mecca of the world, and then next year in Nashville. You know, kind of bringing in the Sun Belt. Not that it's their first time hosting a draft, but just like a little bit of a juxtaposition that the NHL has a lot of thriving markets in a lot of different types of cities.
2: And what yes. did Gary Bettman tell us about if this deal goes through?
0: Do you know what the average high in June 28th in Phoenix is? <laughs> like like we won't have the humidity
2: though. We it's won't have the humidity heat. though. So if you're willing to do it in Nashville in 91 and 90% humidity. Exactly. Then you can do it in Phoenix in 108 and you know 40% humidity or whatever it is. Hopefully monsoon has not set in yet. Yep. But, exactly. but Gary Butman did make that promise. If the T- Tempe arena deal goes through, Phoenix will not only host an all-star game, which of course is at the right time of year in Phoenix, it will host a draft. So hopefully the city of Tempe has started to build all those bridges between buildings already because I don't want to go outside.
0: Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to more of Tempe in a minute. Um, yeah. But the draft party that we had in July at four p this is not the only time you can... Catch us doing a live podcast at Four Peaks. We'll actually be there next Wednesday for last Wednesdays at Four Peaks. We'll be there all day, August 31st at the A Street Pub in Tempe. All of your favorite pH next shows will be broadcast live at Four Peaks. So come on by, stop for your lunch hour, grab some chicken tenders. Um, We'll be the first show to go live at 11, and then you can hang out all day, um, chat with us. Petey and Craig will be there. I'll be on vacation, actually. Wait, what? Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but also, next Wednesday, we'll be announcing our next Toast of the Month sweepstakes winner. So, if you haven't already entered, be sure to enter to win. You can get a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. All you have to do is go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. Super, super easy to enter. So, do so before next Wednesday. You must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Um, so join us at Four Peaks next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So
1: who's hosting that show then? Not you. They're not too worried about
0: it, I can tell. It's The, the it, host of the show is PD Drunk on Celtlifter at 11 in the morning.
1: At 11 a.m., which is fine. Uh,
2: <laughs> might just need to call in me. a righty buddy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> might you need to call know. in somebody. Give me the ads. Is DP going to do the producing on that one?
0: <laughs> you guys can work that Again, you literally yourself. HK.
1: You literally have HK.
0: I got Harry, you guys, I got Harry Styles tickets to see Harry Styles at Madison ah. Square Garden in New York.
1: Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Madison Square Garden. So, oh, it's
1: great. Bring that story great. full circle. Do you remember when I took that picture? Which I was, oh, at, oh, I was yeah. at the playoffs at Madison Square Garden, and they had the big board the lit up in front of MSG, and I put, it said, Harry Styles coming. And then I took the picture, and I sent it to you, and you said, oh, I want to go, and you're going.
0: And also, the first ever PHNX Coyote show I ever missed was to go to a Harry Styles concert. So wow.
1: <laughs> there's unreal. some Bridgerton undertones here. It's like if it's meant to be, it's <laughs> it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It happens. You just got to take time. Just saying. Leah oh Harry my... never rule it out. Don't rule it out. Could happen. Oh my
0: gosh. Well, I should see if uh, Foco has any Harry Styles merchandise. I don't think they go that direction necessarily, but they do have plenty. Of sports merchandise so if you haven't checked out foco you should do so because they're the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles they've got you covered with the best arizona merchandise they've officially licensed gear for men women and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs head on over to foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items use the promo code phnx for 10 percent off and now i send it to craig for the tempe update which might be no update
2: Yeah, this public service announcement, yeah. I know a lot of people are wondering if there's anything to report out of the Thursday executive session, but by nature, it's executive session, so they're not allowed to talk about anything. And secondly, remember, the city of Tempe and the Coyotes have entered into negotiations now, so I I don't know that there have been any formal NDAs signed between the two sides, but I feel like the, the, the message we're getting now is basically the same thing. I don't expect to hear a heck of a lot publicly from either side while they go through these negotiations. And And the uh, the thing that I tweeted earlier today came directly from a, a Tempe spokesperson saying that Tempe City Council will not speak publicly on the Coyotes Arena and Entertainment District proposal again until negotiations have concluded and some type of legal action is before them. I, th- I think a lot of people freaked out when they heard legal action. But remember, like a, a document that you sign or an agreement that you enter into is a legal action. So that, that's more of what it's talking about. They're not, we're not talking about lawsuits, although we'll see with the airport. But again, negotiations continue. The, 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 the talks continue between the two sides. I don't want to characterize anything at this point as positive or negative. I'll just leave it at that. The talks continue.
0: There you have it. <laughs> Thank you, Craig, for the update, because I think we were all wondering the Discord certainly was we were chatting about it in the members only discord over the weekend so when there is an update we will let you know um because phnx is the place for all your coyotes news of course craig writes some great stories has a story coming today craig or tomorrow about the the battle for the bottom
2: yeah later today i'll have something on you know all the teams uh in the running for um connor bedard but also, listen, this is a good draft, and that's that's a point that I'll make. Um, I've reached out to a number of beat writers. Basically, I looked at the Vegas odds for the teams that are predicted to finish near the bottom of the standings, and I reached out to a beat writer in every one of those cities, actually still waiting to hear back from one writer before I can put it all together.
0: All right. Well, that'll be a fun one. So... Check out next.com Become a member to read Craig's stories. Become a member to join the members only Discord. You can sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker, like the one pd has on right now, Cody in purple. Um, we also have Cody in black and red as well. Um, so check out the PageNex locker if you haven't already. We have hats and gear from all your favorite Arizona sports teams as well. Before we wrap up here, Craig, what is on your hat? um what is that i've been wondering this here, entire hour
2: they're prairie dogs why and up, up well up until this day i would have felt comfortable coming on the show with maybe a koala bear on my hat or <laughs> some dolphins or you know otters but thanks to sean Depaz, i now can no longer feel like it <laughs> it, it it's uh this is it socially it's a,
0: responsible. Not a, it's not a safe space. It's not for
2: responsible for, to the animal kingdom to be celebrating those animals because, according to Sean Depaz, they're all assholes. <laughs> so. I haven't heard anything negative about prairie dogs yet, so I'm tentatively running with the uh, prairie dog look for now.
0: But where do you
1: I get like a prairie? Like, no offense, but where the hell do you get a prairie dog hat? And why? Like, <laughs> those look like you know what that looks like? Because I just drove across the country yeah. like a few months ago. That looks like a gas station freeway hat somewhere in in, in a state that has. The, the, I just don't get it. Like, why would you have that in your repertoire? I get it that if you're if you have no other choice. You stopped at a rest stop. It's sunny. I'm gonna burn my nose. I need a hat, so I'll go with the prairie dog hat. Any other, any other reason for that hat? I I don't get it.
2: My children, my children wanted me to have this hat, Petey.
0: I love the no, hat.
2: You know what? I can we just clip Petey's take on this hat, and I'll show it to my children tonight and see how they.
1: <laughs> but, but did you think maybe they're laughing at you? Maybe they think it's oh, funny? I'm
2: sure they are a little bit, but they also love animals, Petey, because, you know, we're we're, we're good souls in this house.
1: Uh-huh. We love all animals. Sorry, even even Craig the animals Morgan's that
2: kids. some some people consider assholes.
1: I, I still love Sorry, them. Sorry, Craig uh, Morgan. I
2: understand kids. they have to work on some of their social
1: So if the kid buys you a hat, you got to wear the hat. I get the it. Dan said
0: Cracker Barrel. <laughs>
1: It's like Shane bought me my hat back there that I, I don't actually wear, but he bought it for me for Christmas. So I have it on the set all the time because I, I consider him another one of uh, my children that I'm trying to give advice to. So his hat stays here. So I get it. I get it. So you bring in the kidding. I get it.
0: Oh so my goodness. Delete all right. Rant. Wow. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Um, well, we're still doing our shows from home as we get our new studio ready. Last week, we got a furniture delivery. PD actually went. On Friday, I got to see the studio. What are your thoughts, Pete? Hey, I
1: tell you what, I'm so spoiled. Go in, first thing I did, found the beer fridge. So I cracked open a, a Four Peaks. I did. I had a Kilt I don't. It was early. It might have been 10 like, a.m. No, then it was right after our that, show.
0: Give yourself then, some credit. What
1: was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it was afternoon. So it was oh, I yeah. feel better. Now. So I cracked <laughs> the beer open. And then you get there and you walk in. There's a massive studio, just massive office. And they have these brand new theater-style recliners and they have cup holders and they're electric and you can plug in your phone and it has a table for your laptop and you can sit in them while you watch the game unbelievable experience and i i'm not sure there might be people sleeping there right now and i Espo might not go home
2: yeah, I'm, concerned.
1: <laughs> I'm concerned he may move in to the office because it's a little too comfortable but yeah, yeah. phenomenal new furniture
0: Yeah, the furniture is amazing. We got new recliners, new studio sets completely, new furniture for all of our office, and all that furniture is provided by More Furniture. Um, We can't wait for you to see it when we're finally in there. They seriously hooked our entire office up. New studio, Mm -hmm. new furniture, whole nine yards. It's unbelievable. So thank you to More Furniture, and if you're interested in checking out More Furniture's Labor Day sale, visit morefurniture.com. Can't wait to get in there. Hopefully, we'll be the first show from the new studios when, when we're in there. So, but for now we'll be at home and we're back on our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live at 11 a.m. schedule on the Page Next Sports YouTube channel this week. We got an audio episode coming for you tomorrow, another trade talk Tuesday with a polarizing figure in Arizona Coyotes um, history, if you will. So be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there. If you haven't already, um, it's very helpful to us and follow PHNX sports across all social platforms, including PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. And you can follow each of us on Twitter at Leah Merrill at S Peter's Hockey, at Craig S Morgan and follow Sean at Sean underscore to pause. We need to, we need to bump Sean's followers up. So let's do it before the season begins. Any final thoughts, please give me a yes or a no no yes or no
2: that'd be a no, no for me too yeah i think <laughs> we're good I'm, I'm ready for trade talk tuesday
1: i know yeah. i gotta start writing um the my stuff for next wednesday at four peaks because i gotta prep that far in advance
2: <laughs>
0: no, yeah i'm, I'm gone i'm gone for a yeah. few days so i'm, gonna, I'm
2: gonna start uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for uh potential fill-in hoats so <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow
1: wow wow Crushing my breeze.
0: anyway thank you everyone so much for listening and watching and chiming in in the chat we'll be back tomorrow with the trade talk tuesday back live wednesday at 11 a.m on the phx sports youtube channel until then enjoy the rest of your monday everyone